Good morning. It's Friday, December 30th. I am back in Atlanta. I was supposed to go on live yesterday. I did not. Uh, I lied. You know, honest to God, I just lied. Uh, but uh, let's get into it. I had a great meeting with Fidelity yesterday. Uh, the Trend Spider sale is still going on. I think this weekend I'm going to try and do a video on as to how to use my podcast, my YouTube, uh, the tools that I use, Trend Spider, Fidelity, Finviz, uh, all of those things. I think I'm going to do that and start doing a video as to how to optimize your time uh, if you want to use this podcast to your advantage with stocks, bonds, blah, 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 whatever you want. Um, but uh, I, I wanted to do that. Um, for a while, and I just haven't done it because honestly, God, I'm I'm just lazy. But I had a great meeting yesterday with um Fidelity, and one of the things that they told me, my my advisor said, "Hey, any of you guys want to sign up with Fidelity and fund an account? He'll give you a hundred dollars, and he gives me a commission for it. So there's no click that you have to do. You'll just have to kind of send me your information, um." And Stu will tech, check it out for you and, and we'll get the money to you and get the money to me as long as you meet it. I think it's like a minimum thousand bucks or something that you got to put in there. Um, don't think you're going to put 20 bucks in and get a hundred. Uh, you're smarter than that. I ain't no Jim Cramer. I ain't no Andrew Tate. I'm not, you know, one of these uh, flun uh, flunkies on the internet. But this is a great tool. And if you have Fidelity, you can go up to News and Research and you go to Fixed Income Bonds and CDs. And essentially what, what Stu and I talked about is I've got all this cash and I am going to deploy the cash. I'm, I'm subject to what's called a wash sale rule on some of these stocks that I can't necessarily buy back into. And if you want to know what a wash sale rule is, here's Investopedia. I ain't going to read it to you. It's basically if you sell it for a loss and you take it for a loss, the IRS, and for instance, um, you sell AMD, and you sell it for a loss, and you take it as a loss on your taxes 30 days before and 30 days after. You can't have taken, um, I can't have uh, purchased a similar security, and a similar security is very kind of shady as to how the uh, IRS um, defines it, but for instance, AMD, you sell AMD, you take a $30,000 loss on it. Uh, you write it off against a $30,000 gain. You can't buy it for the next 30 days. But you know what you can buy? NVIDIA. Uh, you know what you can buy? Um, you know, uh, Qualcomm. Uh, even to the point where if you sell one of your Vanguard um, S&P tracking funds, just buy a Fidelity S&P tracking fund. It's not the same. It's a different company. It's a different makeup. So the IRS is kind of lenient when it comes to uh, ETF kind of stuff. Um, and what, what, mainly what we were talking about is uh, bond rates. And so when you go up into news and research and you go to this fixed bond, and I am no expert in bonds. I, listen, if this is your first time listening to the podcast or I'm the first podcaster or YouTuber that you've tuned into and you say I've taught you a ton about stocks, um, Imagine you, or, or I'm the guy, I'm you in that situation learning about bonds because I'm a newbie on bonds. And so what I wanted to do was, you know, hey, Stu, tell me about bonds. I'm hearing about bonds. I'm hearing about buying into bonds. Tell me about them. Tell me a couple of things between coupons and notes and you can do your own research. But <coughs> excuse me, let me take a drink of water. Mm. But on this page, and again, if you're on the podcast, 
tune in. I'm about 31 minutes in uh, on the YouTube live to, if you want to see the page. But uh, we've got these U.S. Treasury bonds. And you can look at nine month, one year, two year. You basically have your yields here. Okay, so for and we were talking specifically about one year U.S. Treasury bonds. You've got, I think yesterday it was about 4.62. You've got 4.7. Click on that 4.7. And when you look at it, you, it pulls up all of these U.S. Treasury bonds. There's coupons, uh, maturity date, Moody's rating, S&P rating, and the yield and price quantity. This is your bid and your ask. What you really want to look at is your yield to worst. And, and this is, again, this is just an overview. And I don't know bonds very well, so I, I, I implore you to do your research. But the way yields to worst was explained to me was that this is the worst that'll happen uh, when the maturity date comes. So for instance, 11-15-2023, this yield to worst is 4.685. This is a note. So if you hold this until December 15th of 2023, the worst you're going to do is 4.685%. It's the worst you're going to do. Um, the best that you're going to do is if for some reason um, rates get, uh, you know, halted, Jerome Powell halts rates and rates go down because that's what's going to happen when he halts rates is the, the, the rates in the market will go down. Um, that 4.65 all of a sudden becomes more attractive to bond people and they're more apt to pay you a little bit more for it. So. Uh, and it's, you know, you want to look at longer term bonds because shorter term bonds won't fluctuate that much. Um, but the reality is because the end, the absolute worst that you'll do for one year is 4.685. So you're guaranteed 4.685%. Um, you could do better if for some reason the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the rate goes down. And again, it's on longer term bonds. Uh, Longer-term bonds that pay out higher rates when rates go down, their actual asset value goes up. So you could be getting five or six percent on a twenty-year bond that is currently paying. Let's go back um, on a twenty-year bond. Let's look four point one eight. Okay, on this four point one eight, the yield to worst is four point one eight one eight nine. Say this one. It matures 11, 15, 20, 42. Um, your, your worst that you're going to get if you hold this for 20 years is 4.189% um, for 20 years. So you get it every year, 4.189. The best that you're going to do is that the actual price of the asset winds up going up because say rates go back down to 2%. Well, you got a 20-year bond that's paying 4.189. You can probably you know, next year, say rates are at 2%, um, could probably sell out of your 20-year bond at the full 4.18 compounded um, right there because it's down at 2%. Somebody's going to pay you for that fixed income because it's guaranteed income. So that's the way bonds work. I didn't understand this. I kind of get it now. Um, They they say, you know, the last 10 years was a once in a lifetime in stocks. what Fidelity was telling me yesterday, a few folks, is that bonds are now a once-in-a-lifetime uh, opportunity. And it doesn't mean bond funds. 
There's a difference. Do not think that bond funds are the same as the bonds because bond funds are in and out of these all the time. They're the ones buying it from you when the rate goes up or when the rate goes down. Um, bond funds have gotten hurt. So if you've had bond funds uh, over the past you know, year, you've actually wound up lost it, losing money. So I thought that was interesting. I wanted to kind of go over it, just show you guys exactly what was going on there. Um, but yeah, and if you want to sign up for Fidelity, you'll get a hundred bucks into your account. Uh, email me, message me on the socials. I haven't done this with anybody. There's no click to link. Um, I hope I don't get overwhelmed with this, but again, if you want a hundred bucks fund in a Fidelity account, send me your information. Uh, I'll send it over to Stu. I hope I can get you. He didn't really give me an outline. Um, so it's just kind of a gentleman's agreement, but Again, it's a way for you guys to get into more of the tools that I use. So if you're listening to me daily and you want some of the tools that I use, uh, and I told, I told Stu, I said, you're not losing me because uh, you have Active Trader Pro. And, and, and the market just opened up. So let's take a look real quick at some favorites. Uh, Boyle, uh, natural gas is still going down. Uh, let's see where Boyle is. Yeah, it's down 5%. You know what that means? KOLD is probably up 5%. Let's look. Uh, KOLD is up. Boom, 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 boom. Man, Active Trade Pro. Yep, 5%. And if we go back to the Safari view, uh, let's look at Boyle and KOLD. Um, I, I continue to say that, that Boyle just has no confirmation whatsoever. See how it's below? It's even got gaps up above. These gaps will get filled at some point. But you're way below that nine day. And, and look at the volume on this. The volume is enormous. Your RSI is at 26. At some point, this is turning around. But you're only going to get those oversold bounces. And those oversold bounces sometimes are just directly a straight line across. Um, I continue to say, if, and I told this to somebody last night, and I forget, I think it was in the private Facebook group. Um, take a look at the weekly. And take a trend line. And this was 2018. Um, that's a high point. Let's, and we got to touch three high points. Okay. Um, there's a high point. We're going to draw that trend line. So on this trend line from 2018 to 2021, where should we be? Look at that. We should be at two. We're at 17. So when I tell you we've got a long way that we can go down, that trend line, you bucked that trend line in 2021 when energy started to explode. But this trend line on Boyle is clear, and it is clear as day. Look at how the volume went up here. People are trading this one like crazy, and that's usually a good thing, but not with Boyle. If you take KOLD, on the other hand, and you, you know, this was part of what I posted on YouTube last night. You want to do multiple, multiple timelines, the four hour timeline. <clears throat> Look at this legend status. If you got in at 12 and you're at 27, legend, absolute freaking legend. Now, if we go, we'll go to a weekly on this one and, and we'll do a trend line. Here's, uh, and we'll go back to 2021. I think that was where I was. Um, we'll take this trend line. And we'll hit, yeah, it was 2021. We'll hit kind of that. 
kind of does it, doesn't really do it, but take a look at that. KOLD, while you're up, it's just kind of moving along the trend line. It's not a crazy, crazy move from a weekly standpoint. So you want to be careful of that. You want to use multiple timelines. You want When you're looking at stuff, that's essentially what you want to do. Now, let me take a look at some stocks for you because one of them that I told you about, remember when Amgen uh, went in and was going to buy? Um, I forget which company. Dr. Tom probably knows which company. Uh, I just forget which one it is. But I said, hey, wait until it gets down towards that 200-day. You're kind of getting that 200-day. And see this cinch up of the Bollinger Bands? That usually means that you're going to go somewhere. And, and, and I don't know if you're going to go down. I don't know if you're going to go up. Right now, you're under the 200-day. You got in at 364, but you're trading at 362. It's kind of just flattened out here. Um, I don't want to say that you're going to see this one move up, but the likelihood is that you're going to move up. Um, you do have this gap down here between 252 and 254, but in all reality, I don't think you're, you're upset at holding this one. Um, at any point in time, I don't think you're, you're upset holding this one at 263. Um, it is an expensive sock. Uh, let's look at Finviz. 21 is the PE, but you have a 3.24% dividend. You were up 16% in, uh, in 2022. So I, 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 this is one that I've told you about that I think on a pullback after they bought that, after they announced that they may buy that, do that one company that you could buy this one. Uh, Dr. Tom even agreed with me. So I think that's a good one. Another one that I think um, is a good one that has been beaten down is uh, uh, Costco. Now, I, I don't want to say that Costco is done going down. Uh, it has been I, my pivot of 500, my pivot of 488. I thought this was kind of the start. We've just seen, seen it kind of get beaten down. You have earnings coming up March 2nd. So you've got no rush to get into this one whatsoever. Um, there is a pretty good, if we look at a daily, uh, support level at about 430. And it comes from um, back here, uh, right at about the uh, May 22nd. See where this, this dip kind of right here? Um, there's a dip right here at 448, but this dip right here, I think that's where you're really looking at Costco at around 430, 420. At 453, if we get a, a current um, uh, change up here at about 450, we got a 458. Um, I, I'm looking that this one probably isn't moving significantly enough. See that Bollinger Band right there? It's coming down. It's cinching up. I think you're going to see a, a continued movement down. I think a lot of people have been taking profits on this one. I would say if you get a 4-4 four, four handle, 440 on this one, I think you take it. And remember, I got $250,000 in my pocket um, uh, to spend. So I got a bunch of money to spend. Um, but that's one Costco. Um, let me see. MRNA. If you guys have read the news, uh, China's in a nightmare scenario. MRNA down at 165. I think you cover this gap. Um, you're out of MRNA. You could have gotten in. This was a great run, 26% up here. I think you come back down to this 200 day at about 155. This is, this is volatility heaven. 
the algorithm makes you 67%. Uh, if you just bought and held, it made you 58%. There's 27 positions in 1,000 candles. You win almost 50% of the time. It's 41% of the time. Your average win is 20%. So honest to God, this is a great stock to trade. Look at the hype rallies that you see in this one. Uh, with China having 8,000 people a day die from uh, COVID, I think this is one that you could absolutely look to trade. Um, I like it. I do think that you're coming back down to this 200-day dough, dough around 150 um, if there's no uh, hype on this one. The hype could get killed. Um, Bentel Stephanie, which is the CEO, on December 22nd, he just sold $10 million worth of stock. Um, on December 21st, he sold another $8 million. Andres Juan, who's a director, um, he sold 403000 Stefan Bensel on December 15th sold $10 million. I mean, December, it, you don't have a buy from any insider at all on here. Um, there was an award on October 5th, and that's it. Other than that, these guys are just selling. They're, they're just selling the stock. So I, I don't think there's any reason to, to, to buy and hold this one. Uh, another one that I wanted to bring up was NVIDIA. Uh, NVIDIA has been just beaten down below its 200-day on the algorithm. You've crossed this gap right here at about 139. Uh, today, you're trading at about 143. It's up uh, about 1%, it looks like, um, 0.3. But you've got a, an upward trend, and it broke the 200-day. I think this one's going to come back to the 200-day. Uh, and the 200-day right now is at 148. So it's not a huge move. I'd wait until you have some, some confirmation. You have these Bollinger Bands. This one's coming down. This one's starting to trend a little bit back up. Wait for it. Your RSI is at 35. Your MACD is starting to cross up. Your earnings are coming up on February 15th. So just have patience. If we bring this volume back here to the recent highs in August, you can clearly see there's a volume shelf here at about 130, 140. Um, the volume shelf that you're seeing right now is about 141. There's going to be some play in there. Uh, this gap was filled down to 139, so I, I wouldn't expect a gap fill on this one down because there's just not one uh, available again, but I would expect this one to run with any kind of takeover in the economy whatsoever. Cleveland Cliffs, we've talked about. This one had just a great, it, I think it's in the middle of a run too. Yeah, 1618 was the buy. You're at 1641. Got you out with a, uh, a pretty good gain here. You got all the way up to 18, I think it was. Yeah, uh, 18, 19. Um, you've got that all the way up there. God, that was a great run. You're trading at 1638. The buy-in was 1618. You're hugging this 200-day. The 200-day is at 1571. Um, you've got this gap that kind of straddles the 200-day, and that was on the day when they announced that they are uh, able to raise their prices and increase uh, demand. So uh, Wall Street. Loves that crap. Loves that crap. Um, all the energy. Here's what I say about energy. I don't care what energy you're getting into. Energy is just a buy and hold at this point. Um, you know, we can look at Devon. We can look at Oxy. We can look at um, PXD. Um, your, your, your gas prices right now, just to kind of put it into an energy perspective, your average national uh, gallon of gas just went down below $3. Um, there is China, which is going to open up at some point. They're just getting everybody today uh, with COVID. 
I mean, they're just, it's a free for all uh, with no vaccine. And that's again, why mRNA might be good because the, um, you know, even the United States has told China, Hey, we'll give you the vaccines. We'll provide support for you. Uh, we don't want to see people dying and we see people dying and, and we want to give you the vaccines. Um, so any energy in my mind is a buy because under $3 a gallon, uh, the estimates are uh, by fall, by, I'm sorry, springtime, we'll be back to $5 a gallon. What does that mean? Energy takes another leg higher. And if you don't want to buy a specific company, look at the XLF. Um, or I'm sorry, XLE. XLF is financials. XLE is energy. Uh, it's God, I don't know. Maybe I didn't get enough sleep. You have this cross up at 8705. You're at 8695 right now. Um, you're you're just using that 200 day as a support. Um there's no reason to necessarily buy it right now. I, I, you know, I don't see it moving up. But look at that legend, legend trade from September uh, to November, twenty-seven percent on a freaking ETF. Imagine what the the good companies within that that uh, sector did. Um, and speaking of energy, Schlumberger. Am I saying that right? Schlumberger. I mumble. And some guy told me, by the way, when I uh. On YouTube, he said I mumble. Yeah, I told him it was from the head injury when I fell. Uh, I think I've used that joke before. But this has a um, ascending triangle, which is bullish. You had this buy-in at fifty-one thirty-three or at fifty-two seventy-two. Problem is, it it does get expensive. Um, its PE is twenty-five. You were up seventy-six percent this year, year to date. You have a one point three two percent dividend. You are only five percent below your fifty-two week high. So you are buying into strength there. Eh. Again, this is kind of the the tech sector of the energy world. Um, Halliburton, uh, which is HAL. SLB, by the way, SLB is Schlumberger symbol. Halliburton, same thing. You've got an ascending triangle. Um, 37.20 was the buy-in. You're at 38.68. You're buying at the high. Um, But, you know, again, you're buying into strength. So you're 11% below. You have a 20, uh, 20 PE, 1.23%. You're, you were up 69% hey, <laughs> this year. Um, yeah. So you've got the, the, the 200 days moving positive. Um, the 50 days moving positive. I think you can buy into strength in those. So um, I did get a request from my favorite greenskeeper, Bill Murray. <laughs> His name's William Murray. Um, yeah, uh, Caddyshack reference, by the way. And I'm sure he's heard that a, a thousand times with the William Murray name. Um, FCF, which is first. Let me see what these guys do. I should probably research this stuff before I do. FCF is first common financial. It's a financial. PE's 10, uh, 3% dividend, which is great. 20% off its 52-week high. Year-to-date, it's down 12%. The monkeys, Jenny initiated it with a $16 price target in September. Uh, looks like 16 is a pretty common stock price for this one. It's trading at about 14, 39, $13.97. You had this buy-in at $13.96. Um, let me see. How many shares outstanding do these guys have? Um, they are $93 million, so it's not a huge float. Um, 3.98 million are shorted. 
So you've got a 4.33% uh, short perspective on that one. Um, I'd read some of these things, but let's see. Where do I think this one's going to go? You're above the nine day. You're kind of straddling that 200 day. I mean, the MACD crossed up here. So you do have some bullishness into its earnings of January 24th. <clears throat> what worries me, um, you do have, here's what I see, Bill and William. I'm not sure which one, but Bill or William. You've got this volume shelf right here, which seems to be a, a magnet. Um, but you've got your support right here at about 14. My mind, from a long-term perspective, let's look at a daily. Um, you do have that golden cross, which is the 50-day crossing up on the 200-day. The 200-day is still moving down, though. Uh, your nine-day just took. Um, you know, if you could have gotten it down here at 1345, might have been a better play. Um, let's look at a weekly, though. This is how you look at stocks, by the way, if you want to get in. See, the weekly is still above the 200-day. Um, and you're kind of in the middle of this range that it's been setting up here between 13 and 14. I don't think you're going to kill it in this one from a trade. But I also don't think, and again, I'm just going off the charts, I don't think you're going to hurt yourself. Um, you see down here when it got down to the eights and stuff, I don't know what the catalyst for this was. Most likely it was earnings. Most likely there was something wrong. But you had a, a pretty quick bounce back from October to November um, of last year, March uh, of you know October 2020 to March of 2021. Um, that's from seven. You doubled your money in this one. Uh, you even went from 12 in September of 2021 to January of 2022 from 12 to 17. So you, you have 50%. You doubled your money here, and then you got 50% if you would have gotten out uh, and then back in. That's from a weekly perspective. I don't know with a $16 price target on average that I would put my money here. I think there's better places for your money. Um, but that is Bill. He's on YouTube. Bill, you're my favorite groundskeeper. Um, so <laughs> I thought that was funny when I thought of it. But I'm sure it's not funny to Bill. It's kind of like, you know, uh, yeah, he's heard it all before. Uh, I went over SOXL um, on YouTube so you guys can tune in and see that one. Let's talk about scans. And yesterday was a, I was sitting there yesterday watching CNBC as I was sleeping and coming up, um, just kind of, you know, recovering from the drive. But I was sitting there watching CNBC and I'm like, oh, did I buy? sell out too early, early in the week. And then I was thinking, it's just a bounce. This is just normal. It's just a bounce that we've seen all year. And I've got so many symbols right now to go over. I am probably not going to do this justice. But I will tell you, most of these, while they have cross-ups, I don't think you necessarily buy in here unless you think kind of like I do. And it's a gamble. Uh, and I was discussing this with Fidelity yesterday, and they're kind of like, yeah, maybe that's right. I think there's a lot of people like me who started writing down some losses in December. December was my worst month of the year, by far. I'm heavy in tech, 
Um, and I, I, you know, I lost, I think it's close to 30%. I think the NASDAQ was down 33%. And the only reason I didn't track the NASDAQ is because I did pivot in the middle of the year uh, with some energy and other things. And so I lessened the tech sector um, uh, effect on my, um, on my portfolio. But I, I got hurt 30%. Uh, I'm still, uh, I'd say 70%. I haven't done a recalculation of my um uh, my my portfolio with cash, but I think I'm seventy percent to eighty percent invested. Uh, it could be as much as eighty five, but I'm significantly less. I think I'm about. I think I was ninety or ninety five percent invested before all of my selling, so I, I'm still significantly up there. Um, but I've got this chart of Palo Alto Networks on my on my screen right now. It is expensive. This is one I own. And my average price is around, I think, 180. Um, I think it's 180. It might be 150. I think I might have bought it at 150. But I'm down on this one. Whatever I am, I'm down. You can see the button hook. And you can see it kind of forming. The price is 140.18. Look at the MACD, how big it is down. At some point in time, you're coming back to this 200-day at 167. Uh, this is a great company. This is cybersecurity. Uh, it is the leader in cybersecurity. They are not making money. This is a bet. You are down 24% year-to-date. Most of that is in the last month because you started out the month at about 180 and you've dropped to 140. So I, I think this is one, if you're looking for a long-term, I think this is one you could do. Another one, Microsoft. Um, this is one I sold out at 238. This one gets you in at 240. I wouldn't get into this one because the gap still hasn't been filled down to 226. I think you touched that at some point. Um, I, if you do have a bounce, you're getting back to the 200-day, which is only at 248. Probably not worth the risk. Um, but that's short-term thinking. Again, if you're, if you identify it as a trade for, um, uh, for, uh, let me say pornography. Yeah. Um, if you identify this as a long-term trade, sorry, uh, I was identifying pornography, spam, junk on the uh, YouTube thing, but, um, but if if you identify this as a long term trade, fuck, you know, you won't know the difference between two twenty and two forty. You really won't. I mean, honest to God, don't try and time it. If you want to time it, you you go and look at a bunch of other charts. But this four hour chart, two forty, I probably wouldn't do this. The algorithm makes you only point seven percent on Microsoft. Buying and holding makes you ten point seven percent. Like I said, in a bull market. The algorithm actually underperforms, so you have to pick and choose which ones you enter in. I don't think this is one that you enter in and you say, yeah, this is absolutely one that's going to rise. Um, and again, this is a trade. Your average win is 7%. You win 28, uh, I'm sorry, you win 29% of the time. So over a thousand candles is not a bad bet. Um, and here's the thing, if you're going to invest in this one, this is what's great about trying to make sure that you invest in good companies with good cash flow, with good management, with good products. Is say you get in at 240 based on the algorithm. 
and it goes down to 220. Are you upset that you held this a year from now, two years from now? No. And that's part of the, the, the benefit of buying into um, good companies and not risking it on, um, on uh, you know, some of these other ones like LabU or uh, Mullen. <laughs> you know, don't roll the dice on those. Tesla has a cross up here at 121. Uh, I still think we go under 100 on Tesla. Uh, I think Elon is done selling. You see the button hook. I, I think you could trade this one. I might trade this one. It still doesn't have confirmation above that, that nine day. The nine day is 122. I think it's 120. I think if you close above 120 on this morning candle, I think you would buy in. But here's the thing, and this is what's great about trying to buy Tesla. Five years from now, do you care that you bought one uh, at 120 if it does go to 80 in the next six months? You know, I don't think so. I, I think you're back at 200. I, I think they've got great products in the pipeline. I think Elon is an absolute product master. Um, they don't spend money on selling. You do have a slowdown in EVs in China, in Europe, and the U.S. just based on um, uh, some recession fears. Uh, but I think those come back. A and they are, they they're losing some market share. But it ain't going as fast as everybody thought. And all of the other um, uh, manufacturers are basically taking, uh, taking off the shelf some of their EV kind of you know, movements. GM has said we're slowing down. Ford has said we're slowing down. Uh, Toyota has no interest in EVs whatsoever. So I, I think you're, uh, Tesla continues to, to move in this direction and they continue to be the leader and everybody else is just playing catch up. Um, I will not buy anything else because there is no way I could do the, the road trip from New Jersey to uh, Atlanta in any other EV uh, with any re reliability and not having stress. There's no stress whatsoever for me on that one. Uh, Amazon had a cross up. This is one that, you know, again, long term, I think you're fine on this one. Um, you know, 84.14 was the buy-in on this one. I think it's a great, great company. I think it's a great, they're in the middle of a turnaround. I just ordered stuff from Amazon today, dog food. Uh, it's great. I love it. You know, it's not what's going to make them a, a ton of money, but Amazon Web Services still is the behemoth that it always has been. So I, I think you could buy this and, and they will cut headcount. They will cut costs and you're going to see this move back to 100. Uh, right now, it doesn't have any confirmation whatsoever. Probably wouldn't buy it right here. I'm probably going to add to my position, but that's just one. Uh, Snowflake. This is in the core portfolio as well. I love this company. Uh, it's got a gap down here, all the way down to 127. You're trading at 142. I probably wouldn't touch it. I think you're going to see that 127 touch at some point in time. Um, Taiwan Semiconductor. This is a Buffett. Buffett added to this one. You have a cross up here at one, uh, 76. Under the 200-day, uh, I don't necessarily know that you necessarily get into this one. I think you could come back to probably about 66, 67, but Buffett ain't time in this one. Um, let's see if there's any insiders. They don't have data for this one. But Taiwan Semi, Buffett's probably buying a bunch more. You got this volume level up here um, between 79 and 82. At some point in time, you come back up there. So you could probably add to this one today, even though you don't have confirmation. I think it's going to get back above that 200-day. 
You covered this gap all the way down to 73. That was the one that you needed to cover. You do have a gap down here at 70. I don't know that you'd get necessarily get to it. Um, but, you know, again, you, you dollar cost average by 10% of what you want. Um, Walmart in the core portfolio. Uh, you had a cross up here at do, 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 142. You're trading at 141.72. Not super exciting for me to buy. It's probably going to use that 200 day as support level at 139. Um, you know, you could be looking at 150 on this one again. Um, their earnings are coming up on uh, February 17th. I don't necessarily think that that it's super exciting, but has a cross up. Shopify, which has been beaten down unbelievably this year um cross up at 3510 this one just is coming down below the 40s it's using that 200 day as a a support level um it did break the 200 day but it quickly regained it you do have this gap down here about 29 to 30 that hasn't been covered um i think you come down to that one at some point in time but it's a pretty good bounce that you're seeing off of this is it super exciting no Qualcomm, another chip uh, in our core, porfo core portfolio. If you've got TrendSpider, I've got the core portfolio listed for you. Qualcomm is in there. Um, 109.84. Uh, I like this one. It's kind of come down. You don't have confirmation of this one uh, above the nine day. And it's well below the 200 day. And you can clearly see right here on December 13th, on November 15th, once a month, it touches that 200 day. And that's at 123. That's a nice, what, 10, 15% gain that you're going to get on that one. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. So uh, one of the other ones in uh, core portfolio, XLK technology sector, we had a cross up. Uh, and it's not a super strong cross up. It's at 124. You have a gap up here. You still got a gap below it. Well, I guess it's been covered, but 121, you got it covered right here on December 28th. Um, you went down to 121.63, so you kind of covered it. Nothing. 121.29 uh, was the low in the afternoon. Nothing super exciting. I think you're going to go back to this 200 day at some point, which is 130. Um, IGM, which is an ETF that I personally own, which is a uh, tech sector. You know, 280. You got this gap that's kind of been covered, 271. You're trading at 275. Eh, some point in time, you come back to this 200 day at 297. I, again, what I'm pointing out is there's nothing super exciting. I am going to put this list uh, on, um, on uh, the description. And if you have TrendSpider, you can go look at these charts. Um, if you want to hang it, go watch YouTube. I'll probably do like a two, three hour YouTube today. I'll go over more of them on YouTube, but, uh, one that I did want to go over before I kind of sign off. Well, I'm going to do the $10,000 portfolio sample portfolio for you. But one that I wanted to look at that did have a cross up is ADP. I went over this one when uh, it was up here in the 260 portion. And I said for a listener, and I said, hey, long term, you're probably fine. But this gap down here scares me between 244 and 246. Um, you can clearly see we've lost everything and you've lost all, um, all, all of its confirmation down there. Your RSI is at 35. You've got a strong MACD cross up. In my mind, I think you move back up on this one. 
It's under the 200-day. I think you move back up over the 200-day. And I wanted to bring that one up because had that person, it inherited ADP and it was just a long-term. Had you been trading it, you probably could have made some money on that one. But when we go to a weekly, it still doesn't look like it's broken down. I mean, you know, yeah, 270 to 230. It's a big enough move that probably, you know, hurts your portfolio. But it's not something that where you're going to say, oh, my God, I'm going to lose everything. Because the only time this one has even come down close to the 200 day has been COVID. And other than that, it hasn't really moved towards the 200 day. It's a great, great company. Good earnings, good management, good products. Um, Their PE is 33. You pay a ton for this. Year to date, they're down 2%. SPY, on the other hand, uh, is down 19%. QQQ is down 33%. So ADP has held up really well. So if we're going into a recession, ADP is probably going to hold up really well. You're 13% below your 52-week high. That's why I tend to like the algorithm on something like this. When the chart shows you that it's, it's just past the 200-day, but it is pretty regularly above that 200-day, and when it goes below that 200-day, it tends to go back above that 200-day. It's got good earnings, a good price. Um, it's a little bit expensive. Their earnings per share next year expected to grow 10%. It only grew 15% this year. So again, you get a 2% dividend while you wait. March 2022, just last year, the price target was 223 from Bank of America. Again, you're trading at 237. These are going to come up. Um, There's a bunch of articles from uh, Agnes Research, Argus, the dividend growth model portfolio. You're buying this one for security. That's what you're buying it for. So I wanted to go over that one. Everything else that I'll do, it's ARC funds. It's um, some of the Vanguard funds. But I'll go over that on um, on YouTube after I'm done with this uh, portfolio. So a sample portfolio. Uh, I think it was James or somebody had written to me. Um, uh, it might have been Joe on, uh, on Facebook and said, hey, my buddy has $10,000. $10, Should he put it into something right now? So here's what I would do. And this is just me. Um, $10,000, I'd probably buy $2,000 worth of Apple. You know, buy it at one twenty-seven. Do I care that, that this might go down to $100 or, or $110? No. At one twenty-seven, eh. You know, it's, it's a little bit expensive. But I use the Apple products. Um, I just bought a MacBook Pro. Um, my 2017, like I was just saying on YouTube, I have a 2017 iMac that is running everything that I'm doing on YouTube right now. Uh, my 2015 MacBook Pro would not do that, but the base level, uh, 2022, or I'm sorry, 2021 MacBook Pro absolutely runs everything perfectly. And it runs it better than this iMac, 2017 iMac, but the 2017 iMac, it's doing a great Great job. December 20th, JP Morgan, 200 to 190. 190 is the price target on that. And that's just December 20th, December 12th, Oppenheimer, 190 to 170. Uh, October 28th, 220 to 200. Everybody's downing their, their 
price target on this one, but it's at 127. So that's why I say, hey, Apple, in my mind, you're going to see a bad um, Q4 from Apple, and it's based on um, uh, the iPhone just being weak. But I'd probably put $2,000 into Apple. Um, next one that I would probably do is choose energy. And I'd probably choose either Exxon or Chevron, uh, one or the other. You could choose PXD. You could choose anything. I'd probably put $2,000 into energy. You could split that $2,000 up between energy. Um, that would be my next guess. Then you'd probably want to go to healthcare. Um, because if we are going into recession, healthcare kind of is a good thing for a recession. And the one healthcare that I know that I like to trade that, uh, you know, I've owned in the past, I've traded in the past. I don't own it currently. And I should, and I constantly say this is United health. It's down here at 527. You can see it hovers around this 200 day. If we go to a, a longer time frame, we go to the daily. You can see the ascending triangle shows up. So it's, it should see a bullish move. 527 is not a horrible price for it. Um, I'd like to see it closer to 500, but I'd probably put $1,000 into this. So just between those three, three kind of um, stocks or three, you know, Apple, Energy, and United Health, you're halfway there. Uh, the other thing that I would buy, um, and it, you know, again, this is just off the top of my head. I'm not doing anything uh, crazy. Um, but I would buy some of the Vanguard S&P 500. And low-cost um, Vanguard, VOO, is the big one that I think a lot of the high-net-worth group guys just buy. Now, take a look at this on the algorithm because it's an interesting one. You just had a cross-up at 352. This tracks the S&P. You get dividend on the S&P. It's a good buy. Um, back here in October, it got down to 338. I do think you'll see lower prices on this. But of the remaining 5000 I honestly, I'd probably put $2,000 into this because it just buys you some, some time. Uh, so now we've got $3,000 left. Where are you putting the uh, additional $3,000? Um, let's look at our core portfolio. You might want to buy um, some Target. Maybe $500 worth of Target. Uh, 143 is the cross up. It's at 148. I do think at some point in time you you cover this gap between 167 and 177, uh, and I think you do it sometime in the next year. So, and a lot of this, by the way, you can trade around. You can you know buy and sell Apple. Uh, you can buy and sell. You know, say you sell your app, you, you wind up buying it at 127. Then next year it's at 150. Um, sometime during the year, and you want to take some off the table. Um, you take some off the table and buy Microsoft. You just can't buy, you know, or, or you take some off the table when it gets to 150 um, and you wait for a couple of days to buy it. Actively managed portfolios tend to do a little bit better when you're doing them, but we all have full-time jobs. At least some of people should have full-time jobs. Um, but yeah, I'd probably put some into Target. I'd probably put some into Tesla. Honest to God, I'd probably put another 500 into Tesla. It's a, a kind of, you know, it's not going to change your life kind of thing again. But I do think that Tesla, you know, gets back to 200. 
put 500 into Tesla. Um, so now we got 2000 left. I'd probably put 500 into Snowflake. Um, you know, I would wait for Snowflake to get closer to about 130, but I'd probably put 500 into Snowflake. Um, then chips, I'd probably put another, you know, 500 into Qualcomm. 109.84, to trading at 107. I think this is a $120 uh, stock. Let's look. Let's look at what the monkeys say about Qualcomm. It's got a 9 PE. You got a 2.73% dividend. Um, the December 12th, they're cutting it to 105, Wells Fargo. Uh, but November, Credit Suite says, hey, it's 150. So there's a lot of questions about where this one is going. It's just, you know, the glut down 40% year to date. You're 44% above your 52, uh, below your 52 week high. You're only 5% above your 52 week low, which was 101. That's why I'm saying, eh, take a, take a risk, put some money into it. Um, the other one that I'd probably put some money into is Pan W. And, and, and I say Pan W, you could do Fortinet. I think Fortinet is the one. Uh, the one company in cybersecurity that's actually making money. The problem is, while well, it's making money, it's trading at 54, um, uh, a PE. The forward PE is 35. Pan W, um, their forward PE is 34. So it's trading right in there. The, the, the issue that you'll have with Pan W is when they actually turn around and say they're actually making money, you're going to see a huge pop in this stock. Uh, Redburn put it in December 1st, $270 price target on this. It's trading at 140. So I think you could put the rest of your money in Pan W. There's your sample portfolio. You know, it, it's not that hard to build it. Uh, it takes guts to, to, to buy it. Uh, it's crazy. So I think it's, you know, that that's just a sample portfolio for you. Uh, and that's a hundred percent invested by the way. Um, I personally would probably go to 90% invested and have a thousand dollars that you could trade with and take care of some, you know, take, take opportunities. Um, because you always will find opportunities. If you're a hundred percent invested, just go VOO, just put it in the S and P, you know, for a hundred percent. If you build your own portfolio, you really want, you know, if you only have $10,000, you probably want five, maybe seven stocks. Um, you know, and, and I put VOO in there for, I think 20%, uh, is what I had $2,000 worth. Uh, that just gets you across the board. So there's your sample portfolio, Joe. So hopefully it, it kind of made sense as to why I went through it. The biggest thing, and, and that's just my sample portfolio. Let me, let me remind you, what products do you use? And what products do you think other people will use? I'm still a believer in tech. And, and you know, it's been, it, it's what's made me my bread and butter. Tech is my big thing. You know, but for the next year, I, I may be looking at this fucking bond fund. <laughs> I mean, honest to God, bonds kind of excite me after yesterday. Um, you know, just because I'm down 30% this year. There have only been two years or three, I'm sorry, three years where I didn't beat the S&P. Um, and that was 2008. Uh, I lost a bunch. 
that was 2009, I believe. I, I believe it was two years in a row where I really got killed. Um, but in 2000, I think the beginning of 2009, I wound up rebalancing um, and adjusting more towards a Buffett style. Um, and I put more money into Apple. You know, let's take a look. I'll show you. Um, because I just thought, you know, I think I know we're in a recession, but Apple's going to, you know, kind of kill it, blah, blah, blah. I just thought, remember, you were paying like nothing for uh, cell phones at that point. Um, they were uh, carry, carrier subsidized and they were like $100 or something. Um, and I said in 2008, 2009, I just think Apple has that special sauce. Uh, let's go monthly. We can't even get back there. Um, it's been that long. Uh, so yeah, see where Apple kind of dips down here. It, it kind of goes on from March of 2008 and it just started to recover in March, 2009. And ever since then, it's just kind of run up, if you will. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 in my mind, I think that was where I, I rebalanced. And then 2018, 2018, 2019, it was January, 2018. Um, see this one, uh, I'm sorry, January, 2019, December. Again, my portfolio ran on Apple at that point. It was Apple. I, I remember I was over in India and I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to work another couple of years. Um, and I was working, I was laying on a beach in the Maldives on a weekend vacation. <laughs> yeah. Poor me. Um, but yeah, yeah. So only three times in even this time back in, well, maybe this was, yeah, the, probably 2012. Uh, I didn't meet the S and P I said three times. So it was probably 2008, 2012 and 2018. And, and it's probably all because of Apple. Honest to God. I mean, that's been my portfolio. That's been my bread and butter. Uh, it's been the bread and butter of most people. It's, it's the most high, widely uh, owned stock in ETFs. Uh, if the market is going to go down, Apple will go down. If the market is going to go up, Apple will go up. So uh, I just think they are too good. Take a look at, at this MACD. I mean, this, this monthly MACD just does not look good. So you probably have more downside ahead. But your, your RSI is at 46. The last time it was at 46 um, was back here in 2018. So there's the potential that you've got a, another move in this one. So there's your sample portfolio. There's my reasons for it. I'll go over some stuff on, um, uh, on, on YouTube here in a while. Um, so, uh, yeah. Take care. And thanks for a great 2022, by the way. Uh, I hope I taught you guys some stuff. Have a great, happy new year. Um, I'll have some stuff in the new year, uh, specifically for people that signed up for TrendSpider. Remember, the sale's still going on. Sign up for the link below. Um, you'll be able to get access to my watch list, my scans, um, uh, the algorithm. I'll give you the algorithm. So that you can do your own charting and your own look at stocks. If you have any stocks you want me to look at, just hit me up. You guys see that I'll even do a sample portfolio for you. Uh, but remember, you know, any there's three rules that I always say. Rule number one: don't listen to a moron on the internet. So don't listen to me on your investment advice. You guys need to know what you're doing, and you need to know if you don't feel comfortable, just buy VOO, just buy an ETF. Um, 
you know, again, this is hard when you have a full time job. Trading is not something for for you know to take lightly because you can lose your shirt uh, in, in some of these trades. Invest in companies that make money. We're heading into a recession. Uh, Nobody knows how long the recession will be. Nobody knows how short the recession will be. Nobody knows anything. Even the people on CNBC, they don't know stuff. I mean, everybody's just guessing. They're using the information that they have to, to basically come up with a thesis. And that's what this is. So if I taught you guys anything, it's rule number one, don't listen to a moron on the internet. Rule number two, don't listen to Jim Cramer. Always number two. And, and rule number three, have a plan. That's it. I mean, trading's simple. Just have a plan. And so if I taught you anything in 2022, that was it. The three rules, just, you know, don't listen to a moron on the internet. Make your own decisions. Don't listen to Jim Cramer, uh, which is number one. I mean, the guy charges $600 freaking dollars for a, a texting service. God. You know, I, I, I ugh, just I have a problem. Um, but then, but he is what he knows what he's doing, and he is hardworking. So he will make you money in the long run. But it ain't worth six hundred dollars. You know, spend three hundred dollars on Trendspider and get my algorithm, and you'll do better than Kramer. Guaranteed, you'll do better than Kramer. Um, but again, number three, have a plan. And if you want help creating that plan, hit me up on the socials. I'm happy to help you guys. Um, that's what I'm here for. So, and if you uh, made it this far, rate it, rate the podcast, hit five stars on, on Spotify, hit five stars on Apple. Um, give me a review on Apple. Say how much you love me. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I'm back at home in Atlanta. So uh, I'll be a little bit more uh, animated here, a little bit more entertaining. Um, I got some new graphics coming out, I think. I'm going to use some uh, AI stuff in the new year. Going to have a newsletter, I believe, and I'm going to have a second podcast on FIRE, Financial Independence Retire Early. I want to come up with a new acronym, uh, F-Y-R-E, based on the FIRE Fest, but, uh, which, by the way, is the, one of the greatest documentaries ever on Hulu, um, but, uh, it, or on, on Netflix. I forget which, which of the two was great, but I think both of them were really good. Uh, that guy just got out of jail, and he was on the My, My First Millions podcast as well. Um, but yeah, hit me up, uh, on the socials. I'll have some good stuff coming out. I think next year I'm refocusing myself. Apple has fat shamed me. Um, the, uh, the iPhone has fat shamed me, so I will get back into shape. I will be back. The shape that I like to get myself into is if a friend asked me tomorrow to run a half marathon, I can run a half marathon. I might be hurt, but I'll run a half marathon right now. I'm probably in 5k shape. I can run a 5K if somebody asked me to tomorrow. That's not good enough for me. Um, I think my scale this morning said I was 13.2% body fat. That will be 10% um, within a few months. So I'm eating right. Uh, I'm going to look good. Uh, You know, I I will do my best to try and uh, hustle a little bit more, create more podcasts, create more content, and help you guys more. Whatever you guys need help with, let me know, because this show is not for me. It, it is me talking, but I try and do it for you guys. So uh, thanks again for a great 2022. 2023 will be even better. I will be asleep by 9 p.m. on New Year's Eve with the dogs. So hopefully you guys will have more fun than I will. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>